Portions of this program are pre-recorded. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Uh, great. Really glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Great that you've taken the time. It is the Joe Pag Show. We've got a lot to get to. Three big interviews for you today. We've got Sheriff Mark Lamb from Pinal County, Arizona. Uh, Sheriff Mark, you, you know him from Live PD. We used to watch him on Live PD before they canceled that show because of George Floyd somehow, which doesn't make sense why you would cancel a show for that. But he's out there doing good work in Pinal County, Arizona. He's a guy who has answers to how you make the schools better. He talks about the states having the ability to make schools safer, and uh, he talks about you know, the fact that a lot of states aren't doing it, and, and he wonders why. And, and you know, I, I got into that with him a bit, and it makes a lot of sense. He says in his county, schools have these provisions in place to make sure the kids are safe during the school day, and he's not really sure why everybody doesn't do it. We'll talk about that. Plus, we've got Katie Kuhlman on. She's a clinical psychologist. She, of course, uh, we talked to her about what makes somebody do something like this. What do you say to families after something like Uvalde? What do, you, what, what do you say to police officers who have to um, walk over dead children, unfortunately, to try to get a bad guy that's done something horrific? Do that. Plus, we've got um, Victor Avila. We, if you just heard me on Hannity, I filled in for Sean Hannity today on radio. We didn't get to the entire interview because there's less time uh, in Sean's show. So we'll get to the entire interview on this program today. Make sure you stick around for that on your Thursday. Feeling all right. Uh-huh. Now, many might wonder, well, why are you playing feeling all right? You've got this tragedy just happened not very far from you because I want us to recover. I want us to be smarter as a community. And for me, de-stressing, getting rid of the headache, and getting more clarity is always through music. I hope you're okay with that. Carrie's off today. Sam is along for the ride. Paul will get it done. I'm going to put Paul's camera in there. It's not him, it's me. You wonder why I'm talking about cameras. We live stream the video of the show as well. Go to JoePags.com. Click on Watch Now. Let's go. Man, voice is tired. Three hours of talking already. ever do that you're having a really horrible day the world seems to be out to get you things aren't going right in any way and of course dealing with tragedy is never something we look forward to or is never easy to really contemplate especially when it's so completely unexpected like this and i i've always in my whole life and i hope nobody's offended by that i've always turned to music i'm a musician saxophone player i like to sing i play a lot of instruments and many times i find clarity out of that and i'm able to sort of get to the next step in my life by just relying on music. It's always the fallback. Um, I want to talk, of course, about the dominating story, and it is what happened in, in Uvalde. We found out things today that we didn't know. We found out things today that we, before this, did not know. There was all sorts of speculation about a school resource officer there that shot at the, the bad guy. They exchanged gunfire. Some reports on Twitter, not that it's a report, but by people who thought they knew something, said that the guy was um, injured, the cop was injured in the gunfight. That didn't happen. 
the information we have now by the law enforcement officers who are investigating it, not, not even from some resource. I watched the guy say this. There was no school resource officer there. So there was no gunfight before he went into the school. There was more than one entrance available at that school that day. The bad guy, who didn't live far away, he was from Uvalde, went to Uvalde High School, went to the, pe- the, the teacher's parking lot and went through the door that the teachers would take that was open. He walked right in. Okay? Once he walked in, he started killing people. Within a few minutes, police officers showed up, according to the reports I saw and heard today from the mouths of the, uh, of the investigators. Police went in. He injured several of them. They weren't prepared for what it was that they were receiving. They backed out. They retreated. Then it gets sketchy. I got some reports saying that it was 45 minutes before they went back in. There was um, some say an hour. Some were saying 90 minutes. And there's a viral piece of video that's going around with parents, impassioned parents, begging police to go back in and stop the guy. When that video is taken, you can hear everything in the ambient area. Clearly, there is no gunshot that you can hear in that video. I'm not here to say that I know exactly what went on. I'm not a forensic scientist. I'm not a forensic audiologist. Nothing like that. But you don't hear gunshots as that's going on. The reports from police are this guy barricaded him in the room. That room is where he killed most of his victims. He was barricading the room because he knew there was a police presence. When reinforcements showed up, they did eventually go in, and a BORTAC guy, who is a tactical um, team member on the Border Patrol, he's the man that shot and killed the evil on Earth and stopped the threat. This guy was shot at and even grazed on his head. His hat has a bullet hole in it that he was wearing. He, of course, is a hero. He's a hero. Now, did other police officers act correctly? I don't know the exact mindset of what they were doing. There are some reports saying some cops went in, got their own kids out, and once their kids were to safety, then got back into the team. I don't know. That investigation will continue. We've heard several different stories. What I'm not going to do is allow the anti-cop people, the, the defund the police people, act like the cops did something wrong here. Because I don't know the whole story, neither do you. Yes, I understand the parents and how they were reacting. Yes, I would probably be the same guy. I might have even tried to go in. I don't know. So I'm not denigrating or, or reacting negatively to any parent who just wanted to know if their child was okay. But I'm also not going to jump in the bandwagon and say police somehow screwed up. Now, of course, the left in this country is making their hay by pretending there's some bill in Congress that's stuck in Congress. And they keep saying 50 senators. You notice they don't say 50 Republicans, right? They're saying 50 senators. Because you probably have a mansion or somebody else who also doesn't want this legislation. I talked earlier today with Chip Roy, and I asked him, what's the story here? And there's some pork in this bill that shouldn't be there. But the bottom line is, the reason why people are against it in Congress and why we should be against this bill is because it doesn't just expand background checks. It, it makes for a de facto registry of gun owners. And in this country, we have the right for the government not to be able to surveil us and know who's got what. 
I've got several firearms. It's none of the government's business. Every firearm I own, I had to go through a background check before I bought it. So already background checks are happening. But the idea is you have to wipe that slate clean. Once I'm cleared, you can't keep that information and know what I do and don't have. We don't want a national registry for guns. That's how the government can come and take all your guns by knowing where they all are. You know, well, that's a good thing. Would have gotten this guy's guns. It also would have gotten your guns and stopped you from being able to defend your family, yourself, and your stuff. So the, the lie about, about H.R. 8 or HBA, whatever the hell it is, I think it's H.R. 8, and Jimmy Kimmel, protected by guns, crying about it on television, and The View, protected by guns, talking about they're going to come and take our guns. And people on CNN or MSNBC, all protected by guns, complaining about it. Or some senator from Connecticut yelling and screaming, um, even though he's protected by good guys with guns. Everybody but everybody who's out there pushing this idea that we have to have some piece of legislation that changes gun laws, even though the Second Amendment says shall not be infringed, all of them, to a person, are people who are protected day in and day out at their jobs by good guys with guns. And I, I asked very simply last night on TikTok, and TikTok didn't let, let the video go up very far. Well, why is it that our kids can't get that same privilege? Why is it that everybody who's complaining about this, everybody who seems to think they know the answer is taking guns away from people, are all protected by guns? And I said this earlier. If Joe Biden wants to say, that's it, no more Secret Service, nobody's going to protect me with guns anymore, then I'll listen to him. If Congress wants to say, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, if they want to say, I, I, we don't want Capitol Police anymore, I'll listen to them then. Now at least they're not hypocrites. But for every person, whether it's Michael Moore or Stephen King, who are movie makers, or, or Jim Carrey or fill in the blank, for every person who complains about guns and how we have to change the laws to stop people from being protected by good guys with guns, they're all protected by good guys with guns. They want you to believe that guns are always bad as they're protected by guns. It's ridiculous, to be honest with you. It just is. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. When we come back, it's going to be um, Sheriff Mark Lamb, Pinal County, Arizona. Some more answers from a guy who says his county is ready to go when it comes to school and child safety. You're going to want to hear from him. Keep it here. Your phone calls when we come back. This is the Joe Pags Show. Hi, great to have you. Thanks for stopping by. It's the Joe Pags Show, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Get you some more news out of Uvalde. We'll take some phone calls as well. It'll be Sheriff Mark Lamb at the bottom of the hour. Make sure you stick around for that. He's a great guy. He's a good friend, and he's a, one of the best sheriffs in this entire nation. Trust that. We'll have that for you coming up. Let me tell you, big news. A recent study finds Americans do not trust Big media. Now Americans like me have found a source that we do trust. It's Newsmax. You know that I appear on there. I wouldn't if I didn't trust them. I also go there every day when I turn my television on here in my studio. It's on Newsmax every time. I watch Newsmax TV. I even use the free Newsmax app on my smartphone. Nielsen says that almost 7 million cable viewers watch Newsmax but not Fox News. Millions really are making the switch to Newsmax. Start your mornings with Wake Up America and Rob Finnerty. Finish the night with Rob Schmidt. He tells you the real news with no spin. And by the way, 
You've got Greta Van Susteren starting next week on Newsmax. She is back on cable news and she's going to be on Newsmax. Make sure you check her out starting Monday. Listen, on weekends, you've got Mike Huckabee, Diamond and Silk, Rob Carson, Sebastian Gorka, and many more. Find Newsmax on all major cable systems. If your system doesn't carry Newsmax, call them or demand it and demand it. And if they, they don't want to give it to you, just change. You can tell them, we'll go to a different cable company. More than 20 million Americans made the switch to Newsmax, a source they can trust. Again, it's Newsmax. Make the switch today. You will not go back. There is a story I wanted to make sure that I got to um, that showed up today. And this is reported by Ernie Zuniga, who is a local news anchor here in San Antonio, Texas. He's a good guy. He reported this, Joe Garcia the husband of Irma Garcia, one of two teachers shot and killed in Uvalde on Tuesday, has reportedly suffered a fatal heart attack. Joe and Irma were high school sweethearts, married 24 years. They leave behind four children. His family says he died of a broken heart, and I believe that. Can you imagine? Now you've got four children without a mom or a dad because some heinous person was able to get access to that school and kill innocent people. It it, it makes me sick. Makes me sick. I'm uh, just so sorry for every every member of every family involved in this. And and I got to tell you, if we don't fix this now, then we, we're not a caring country. And fixing it means you have the ability to stop a psychopath from doing something like this. And it's not political. As I said, as soon as we heard about this the other day, I don't believe there's any Democrat nor any Republican that wants dead children in school. I don't believe that they do. I've never met one anyway. If you have, let me know. But we do see people like Beto going and grandstanding, having people take pictures of him as he fakes like he's confronting the governor. What he did was disrespectful because there were family members there trying to get information on their loved ones. He's a horrible guy to his core. I believe that. And he saw this as a campaign opportunity, and it makes me sick. And again, if you still support Robert Francis O'Rourke after what he did, then you've got to screw loose as well. Let me go back at it. Let me say hello and welcome to uh, Brandon in Helena, Montana. Brandon, what's going on? Hi. Hey there. I just wanted to touch base with you about your ideas of schools implementing more security measures, right, to keep kids safe from these potential threats that we've yes. been seeing. I work as an architect, and I do a lot of educational work. And I'll tell you, for even small projects like a single bathroom remodel, you got to have public votes. There has to be these bonds. There's a lot of hurdles to cross in order to do even the smallest project. So I worry that that red tape might get in the way of these security measures we'd hope to see implemented. Well, I mentioned it yesterday, and I'll, I'll mention it again. $68 billion goes to the Department of Education. That money could be allocated tomorrow to school safety. And, and I don't know how it works in Montana. Here where I am in Texas, our property taxes fund and finance our school districts. And there's no bond vote. They just take our taxes, and they, they use it how they want with the money they have coming in. So I understand where you're coming from, maybe for new construction or something, possibly. But to add safety and security, I think there, there, there would be a way with existing funds. And, and again... And it sounds like they're they're completely disconnected. I don't think they are. When you're sending $40 billion to Ukraine, before $1 leaves this country, make sure you don't have an opportunity for a bad guy to kill 21 people at a school. I don't think that's asking too much. I'll be honest with you. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. David, Florida, what's going on? Hi. Uh, yes, sir. I appreciate taking my call. Thank you very much. You bet. Uh, as a responsible gun owner, I don't take any issue with... Uh, background checks, background checks until the cows come home. I don't care anything about that. But to circle back around to your point about the uh, 
you know, the national registry. I think the concern there for most gun owners is that, um, you know, some legislation might get, you know, snuck in under some type of bill or something like that. And then, you know, you have responsible gun owners overnight become felons, just like the laws in California keep changing constantly and responsible right. gun owners wake up one day and, uh, you know, the police are knocking on their door and confiscating their weapons. You know, I think that is a very big concern. And, um, you know, it, 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 I don't think that keeps the, uh, the illegal guns out of criminals' hands. I don't think it really, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't see how that protects, uh, you know, honest gun owners. Well, it, it, it doesn't, David. It's a good point because criminals are going to do what criminals do. They don't care about laws. If they did, they wouldn't be criminals. They're committing crimes. And, yeah, the, the gun registry issue is actually pretty simple. Hitler wasn't that long ago. The first thing a tyrant does, a dictator does, is take away the guns. And, and I'll say what I said the other day. I'll say it again. Six million Jews would have been armed. Maybe they could have stopped the the trains to death. Had three million others that he killed had arms, had firearms, they might have been able to do something as well to stop him. But the first thing a bad guy does is take away the ability for those he wants to control to defend themselves. That's why you can't have a gun registry, because God forbid some tyrant gets into office, and we've, we're seeing pretty close to tyranny now. Um, they will now know who's got the guns, how many of them, and where they are. No bueno. Let me go back at it say hello and welcome to William in Austin. William, what's up? Hey, I just wanted to say that it's uh, so hypocritical of the left to criticize anything when the border's wide open. And uh, they're coming in and criminals steal guns from gun owners and commit crimes. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't don't disagree with you. They're also hypocritical because everybody who's complaining about this and pushing for H.R. 8, which they probably haven't read, um, those people are all protected by guns. go Go to an NBA basketball game. Steve Kerr has, it was interesting because he didn't have to wear a mask for this one. Steve Kerr, who's weeping behind the microphone, is protected by good guys with guns as he's doing it. Talking about H.R. 8 and 50 senators. Now, I'm guessing somebody sent him a note, a text, a, an email, because I don't think he read it. But no, this is not a, a, a bill that would have stopped this guy in Uvalde, Texas. You know what would have stopped him? One entry point, a fortified entry point, a school resource officer with a firearm, and, um, and not letting him in the building to begin with. Our first line of defense is not letting him in. Because the reports that came out today is he crashed his truck, started shooting at a nearby funeral home, shot at the school building walls before he walked in. If he can't get in, he's not going to kill the building. If he can't get in, you might have the ability to save some lives. The problem is he got in and he got access to kids. Early reports were that he killed the kids outside. He didn't. He did it inside the classroom, one classroom in particular. It's not okay. And literally nothing has been done since Columbine. Now, we'll talk to Sheriff Mark Lamb at the bo- after the bottom of the hour. He's the Pinal County, Arizona Sheriff. He's a great guy, friend of mine, been on the show many times. You know him from Live PD. You can go find out more about him, americansheriff.com. He's going to talk about what's happening in his county. He's going to talk about what safety measures there are. We actually go back and forth a little bit with me saying that we should have federal money that shores up our schools and gives us uniformity for safety in schools. He disagrees with that, and you'll see that back and forth as well. 888-941-PAGS. 888-941-7247. Go to the website right now, com. Click on Watch Now to see the, the, the interview with Mark Lamb, or you can click on Listen Live if your station goes to a sporting event or something, or keep it on this great radio station right here. We're back after this. Stay here.
This is the Joe Pegg Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always an absolute pleasure to have this man back. He's the Pinal County, Arizona Sheriff, and he's a good friend of mine, uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb. Sheriff, how are you? Good to see you. Good, Joe. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Listen, I know how busy you've been. I know a lot of people are grabbing at you to talk about exactly what we do to keep kids safe in school. Um, you're, you're one of the premier sheriffs in this country when it comes to believing in the Second Amendment, believing in law and order, believing in stopping bad guys from doing bad things like we saw in, in, in Uvalde yesterday. And and for me, reaching out to you just simply made sense. So I just want to start right at the start. You you actually are pulled away from an event to do this for us, and I thank you for doing that. As the sheriff of the county, do you work with the school board? Do you work with the individual schools? Do you work with the school districts and 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 have a conversation about safety for students? Does that happen? Yeah, Joe, if I could, I'd be remiss if I didn't stop and just say my heart goes out to those families yeah. and to that community in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, this is a terrible situation, and and I think it's an opportunity for us to come together as Americans and just try to heal with this community and those families. So I wanted to just say that first. Yes. Um, as far as what we do in our county, we do work with them. We just got a grant, um, a mutual link grant, where we're working with schools, putting cameras to where we have real-time access to the cameras if need be in schools. We can coordinate all of the agencies and focus them to those areas. If we do have a school shooting, panic alarms in those schools. So yes, we are working out. As a matter of fact, this summer, a lot of the equipment is being installed in all of those schools from the grant that we've received through the state. So it is something that is not only important to the state, but it's, it's certainly important to our county. And uh, we're working to, to hopefully never have something like this happen. Well, I'm with you. It's uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb. Go to americansheriff.com. That's his website. It's Pinal County, Arizona. What I don't understand is $68 billion a year goes into to, to the Department of Education, Mark. I don't get how they aren't working with you through grants. So you're actually saying you've got to go to the state and ask for money from the state. Does the state get it from the Fed or is that state money? No, I believe this grant is through state money. Wow. Um, and it's basically an interoperability, mutual link, getting all of the agencies within the county on board so that we can protect our schools and do it in real time as fast as possible and also have access to those cameras so when we're walking into these schools, we're not walking in blind as well. Shouldn't it be something, though, and this isn't a loaded question, I'm being, I'm being serious, whether it's Paducah, Kentucky or, or Palm Beach, Florida or Pinal County, Arizona or where I am here in San Antonio, shouldn't it be uniform that a public school would have the same safety uh, capabilities no matter what city, no matter what state? I mean, we're all paying for this. It's all from our tax dollars. It's, it's compulsory. We can't say I'm not going to pay my taxes today. Shouldn't there be that sense of safety for every parent and every student? Well, I believe absolutely, Joe. I mean, I'm like you. I think it's common sense. Unfortunately, it's not prioritized in this country, and and uh, we see it too much. If it happens one time, it's too much. And there are things that we could do, you know, school resource officers back in schools, um, praying for security, putting up walls around. We're talking about children here. Our, it's our responsibility as adults to protect these children in our communities. And look, I'm not trying to disparage any community that's had a school shooting. My heart goes out to those communities and any parents who's lost a loved one. 
I'm just talking about what we can do better as a country, and that's protecting our children. And the bottom line is I'm not blaming them either. These teachers want these kids safe. Democrats don't want kids killed in school. Republicans don't want kids killed in school. You're right. Uh, any Anybody who is a, a good human being, and most of us are good human beings, we don't want to see this happen. The problem is that we don't have a uniform system where somebody can't get through. Like this guy got in from the teacher's driveway. There was an open door in the back of the school. He didn't go in the front of the school. He went in the back of the school. And if that is an available, but he doesn't get in that way, and perhaps a resource officer or perhaps a local police department, which isn't far in Uvalde, Texas, they can show up and maybe stop him before he gets to kill as many people as he did. I mean, that's the problem. If it's not the the uniform safety aspect from county to county, from city to city, district to, to district, who knows whether you're safe in school or not? And I guess a, a better question, Mark, might be how do we get people um, in every community in this country to, to get the same sort of safety aspects in place that you have in place in Pinal County. That's why I asked if it was state money, because I think that the federal government should, should actually take a big role in this. Did they take any role at all? I, I got to be honest with you, Joe. I, I kind of disagree with you on that. I okay. think that we need to get back to where the states are handling their own business. I think we're tired in this country of federal government overstepping. And frankly, they're not good stewards of the money. Whatever money we do give them, they tend to, to misspend it. For example, $40 billion to Ukraine. That's money that we could spend right here in our own schools and our own communities yes. to fix the problems that we have here in America. But I do believe that these are state issues that the sovereignty or that this country was built on state sovereignty. And we need to get back to that. And I think this is best uh, done on a state level. And it would be nice to have the federal government's assistance. But uh I'm a state guy, not a federal government guy. Well, I'm also a state guy, and, and I want to make sure that I'm clear. I believe in federalism, too, which is states' rights, the Tenth Amendment. I believe in all of that. My problem is Jimmy Carter put together a, a Department of Education, and we're funding it to the, to the level of $68 billion a year. And that, what is that money doing other than changing the curriculum to something radical that you and I don't like? That money should, I believe, be spent. Send it back to the individual states. Okay, you and I agree. I want the states to handle it. There should be no Department of Education. Why that was ever devised, I don't know, unless there was a centralized move to radicalize our, our curriculum. So send that money back to the states and let Mark Lamb use it. Let people in Oregon use it. Let people in Michigan use it. I agree with you wholeheartedly, but I know that $68 billion is where it is. Does that make sense? Right. No, that makes complete sense. And you're right, Joe. They should get that money back to the states because they've done nothing with it. They're not doing, uh, like you said, they're just educating our children to the way they want to educate them. Whatever they're using the money on, it certainly is not to protect our children in those schools. Give it back to the states. Let us do it. There are people who live outside of Pinal County, obviously, who are watching and listening right now. And this is Sheriff Mark Lamb, who's a great sheriff. I think one of the best, if not the best in the country. Go to americansheriff.com. Mark, what advice do you have to parents who are showing up in a new school district that need to scout out where they're going to be sending their kids? What do they need to ask that school, that principal, that school board before saying, okay, the bus can pick my, my, my kid up in front of the house and I feel safe that she's going to come home tonight? I would want to know how many entrances, exits there are to the school, what kind of security there is. Is there a school resource officer? Do you have an alarm system that notifies law enforcement um, in in many of the classrooms, if not all of the classrooms, so that should something happen, you can you can get that notification out ASAP? Do the camera systems work in the schools? I mean, look, there's so much that a parent could ask, but I would really start to be very cognizant of what kind of security level each school has. And, and do you ask about how many, you said how many entrances, is it your belief that one entrance is the right way to go? Just one way in? Now, of course, you could push the doors out and leave by several places, but just one entrance, that does protect much more, doesn't it? Oh, I, I would have one entrance. Yeah. Um, obviously, for fire codes, you want to be able to get out of the building. Yes. 
for getting into the building. I think that you have one funnel, you know, one entrance point. That's going to be a lot easier to protect than multiple entrance points. Is there technology, Mark, that you know of that, that we should try to look at putting in place at these public schools? Uh, I was talking to a former Border Patrol agent, uh, Victor Avila. I don't know if you know Victor, but he was, in, Victor. Yeah, he was involved in that shootout where Jaime Zapata was killed by some Fast and Furious guns while drug cartels were shooting up their federal car. Um, he said that there's technology now that can actually tell if somebody is approaching with something that's a firearm. Is that something we should look at? Absolutely. I think any technology that's going to protect our children is something we should look at. And using money like the federal government has uh, to, to, to do that would be appropriate. Um, I, I don't think we can do enough for our children. Yeah. I think we've got to get back to recognizing we're talking about protecting our children. That is where that lion's share of the money should be spent, protecting our communities through law enforcement, military, and protecting our children. You know, it jumps out at me that on January 6th, you had some people doing some bad things in, in Washington, D.C. Hundreds, if not thousands of people were rioting or breaking things, and, and the Capitol Police kept those inside safe. If we can do that for those who are in Congress, if we can do that for the Sheriff's Department, if we can do that for the local courthouse, why can't we at least, the very least we can do is do that for schools, can't we? Yeah, I do find it kind of hip- hypocritical that all of these congressmen and senators have a ton of police and security down at the Capitol. Yeah, they leave our children completely unprotected. Um, it goes to show you that they're not America first people. They don't put the, the American people first. They're just about politics, power, and they have failed the American people. And this is just yet another time they've, or instance they've done that. It's Sheriff Mark Lamb, Pinal County, Arizona. Go to americansheriff.com, americansheriff.com. Sheriff, you've been doing this a long time. You've been on crime scenes a long time. You've been there where people have been murdered. Uh, is there a difference when you show up and there's an adult who sadly has lost his or her life compared to 19 children there in a, in a classroom? I can assure you, Joe, that everybody that showed up to that scene will never, this will leave a, a lasting impression, a negative impression on them. Yeah. Um, we in law enforcement have to see the worst things, but when it involves children, that there's those are things that will never leave us and they have a, a, a real bad effect. That's why uh, suicide amongst law enforcement is so high. The things that we see um, that we can never get out of our heads, and this will be one of those for those men and women. And I hope, I know you just had uh, Katie Coleman on. I hope that they will reach out to people like her and use their expertise to help these men and women who, who had to respond to that scene. Um, that they will help them get through this. And we talked specifically with uh, with Dr. Coleman about how um, th- these these first responders who ended up killing this guy, it was a Border Patrol tactical guy that killed him, they might have to actually walk over bodies of children to get to him and to, and to nullify that situation. I can't even imagine because, as she said, and I'm sure that you can elaborate on this, your first instinct is to stop and help the child. It is your first instinct, but it also, when you've done this, uh, on a high level Bortac, that was a Bortac guy. So that's yeah. like a SWAT guy, but right. a, you know, a very high level SWAT guy. He went in there and his job is to neutralize the threat. That's what his job is. And you've got to stay focused on that. It is hard when you walk by people that you know you could help, but the best thing you can do in that situation is to neutralize the threat. That's exactly what he did. And uh, outstanding work by him, and he probably saved a lot more lives. No, I agree with you. Sheriff Mark Lamb, americansheriff.com. Mark, is there anything that people watching and listening today, whether they be parents, teachers, administrators, that they can do tomorrow for free that would make the school safer than it is today? Is there some move that every school should uniformly be able to do that doesn't cost any money that will help at least save some lives in a situation like this? 
Well, I don't know if there's something you can do overnight, but I think that we've got to elect uh, a people that are going to serve the communities well, that are going to put politics aside and, and just try to protect our communities. I, I'm frustrated right now because this is a bad scene, yet we've got people just jumping to, to immediately go to the political uh, spin on all of this stuff. And we should be coming together as, as Americans to, to mourn with these families and this community and to, uh, like you said, Joe, figure out how we don't let this happen again. It's uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb. I'm a Second Amendment guy. You know I own several guns. They've never killed anybody. They never will, unless there's a reason to defend my family, myself, and my stuff. Um, but immediately, I was on BBC Radio. They wanted to know why we still have a Second Amendment in, in England. They wanted to know why we ever had that. They wanted, to, they wanted to prove that somebody, even a good person, can snap, and if the gun is available, that good person will go and kill people. And I said, well, what about the car I have in the garage? So, I mean, you can kill people any number of ways. We are fragile as human beings. Uh, Mark, is there a Second Amendment problem in this country? Beto O'Rourke shows up and tries to shout down the, the governor of Texas as he's giving information at, at, a, at a news conference today. Is this really a gun issue? Well, just a reminder, the gun, a gun was also used to stop this threat. Yes. A gun in the hands of a good guy. That's how you neutralize a bad guy, a good guy with a gun. Um, look, there's 20 million AR-15s in this country, Joe. If, the, if guns were truly bad, then we'd have 20 million people dying every year, but yes. we don't. The fact of the matter is this is a mental health issue. The mechanism of, of death, not to be crass in any way, but the mechanism of, the mechanism of death, whether it's hands and feet, a knife, a car, a gun, um, they are being used by people with mental health issues. Let's not forget, this was a mental health issue, not a gun issue. Um, we're not going to solve it by removing guns from our society. We're going to solve it by figuring out how we deal with mental health issues and not ignoring people who are exhibiting signs of mental health and distress who could potentially be a threat to our children and our communities. And I think all too often when we see this, there's there's people when they're involved in these shootings, we see signs that maybe the FBI knew about them or local law enforcement. Yeah. They were already on the radar as somebody that could potentially harm um, somebody else. And so Let's not forget, this is a mental health issue, and uh, we've got to do what we can to figure out how we stop that. Are your hands tied in dealing with those who are mentally ill because the asylums are all closed down? We're putting people out in the streets like homeless people who have major problems that could really hurt themselves or society. Are, are you allowed to enforce the law when it comes to somebody who's mentally ill? The amount of mentally Ill, Ill people are is increasing every day, yet we don't have the facilities. So the jails have become the de facto mental health facilities, and we're not equipped for that. And now you have judges that don't want to put people in our jails anyway. They want to go light on crime. So now we're sending people back out with mental health issues, um, and really there's nobody there to help them. Um, I know that they want to have more mental health people, and I agree we should have more. Let's get them out there so we can send some people to these folks to get them the help that they need. Uh, but clearly we are not doing enough for it. And it's not a defunding the police issue. That's certainly not going to help it. Right. We've just got to add on a better piece to deal with the mental health. And the jails is not it. We've got to have more facilities where we can send these folks who are struggling. I've got about 30 seconds left because I know that you're very busy. And thank you for taking the time today, Mark. It's uh, Sheriff Mark Lamb, Pinal County, Arizona. Go to americansheriff.com as his website. But uh, Biden in the White House today decided he'd sign an executive order restricting police, making registries for so-called bad cops. We've got people who are talking about you've got to change how police interact with people. You've got Obama tweeting out today something about George Floyd and Trayvon Martin. 
Mark, I just don't think they get it, and they continue this assault on people like you when they're all protected by good guys with guns, whether it be private security or secret service or whomever it has to be. When you see something like that, how do we get over that hump? When I was growing up, I loved police. I knew my local cop. I, I, I knew that I wanted to be a cop or a firefighter when I got older. We, we revered what you guys do, knowing that you could, any day of the week, give your life for what it is that you're doing to protect this, the, 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 the city that you're in, the county, the society. When you see people like Biden and Obama who can bring us together, purposely dividing, after a day after what happened in Uvalde, what are your thoughts? Oh, the, I can't stand these guys. That they, they do everything they can to divide the American people. They undermine the rule of law, which is the backbone of America. And they continue to attack us without the statistics to support the, what, that, what they're saying. The fact is we should get rid of them. They're the ones hurting the country, not yeah. the police. Right. You want to start fixing this country? Get rid of these goofballs out there that are trying to lead us out in Washington, D.C. because they're failing us. And we can do that if there's integrity in the elections, and hopefully we'll see a big change this coming November. Mark, thank you so much for what you do. Thank you for making time today. And your words, I think, will resonate with everybody who just watched and listened. Thanks a million, man. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate hey, it. All right, brother. God we're, bless. we're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pegg Show. Hi, great to have you. We appreciate Sheriff Mark Lamb coming on the program. AJ. Motown, Joe Pag. Brother, I got less than a minute, brother, but I didn't want to leave you hanging. Go, go ahead and fill me in. Hey, Motown, real quick. Yeah, I'm, I'm get to the point. Three idiots: Obama, Biden, Beto. Them three idiots. George Floyd ain't got nothing to do with these little young, young ones that just got slaughtered. Right. And the media is gonna run with it. They makes me sick, Motown. You don't do this, and then you put the police in the place. Where the money they had that they allocated for the school? Yes. Where the money? Where the COVID money? Where right. the, you sending forty billion? We can protect the world, but we can't protect our children. Motown, come on! I told Sean that yesterday. Motown, I mentioned all of you guys, and I, it's just sickening to watch what these people are doing. Motown, and they ain't go. Oh, we ain't got no answers. Yeah, we got the answers. Just do the job. Dang, that's all you got to do. The white and black liberals want to sit around and talk. You know. Take our guns, take our guns. What if a, a, a crook come in your house? What are you going to do, stand right. there and look stupid? I got to run. Mean, You're right, You're right brother. I appreciate you. Thank As you, always, Motown. we love, love you, man. You. Yeah, we love you too. That's AJ from Houston, always setting it straight. Keep it here. Coming back. This is the Joe Pike Show.